Oh yeah, let's give them a big hand. They need encouragement, right? And we pray that the Holy Spirit will encourage us today. This is the best time to be here in this place at this moment. Because I know for sure that the Holy Spirit is going to encourage you today. He has been encouraging me. And you will be encouraged. When you walk out of this place, you will not be the same. I can guarantee you that. You will not be the same. The Spirit of God will change you. He is going to feed you exactly what you need. Because He has been preparing this sermon along with me just for you. Just for you. So you ready to receive it? Yes. Please don't go to sleep. You may miss it. (laughs) All right? Uh, If you do, don't blame me. All right? And uh, uh, I want to read the... Scripture for you uh, from Acts uh, chapter 9. And here, when, when he came to Jerusalem, Acts chapter 9 verse 29. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He took them, he told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord has spoken to him. And how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of of God. He talked and debated with the Grecian Jews and they tried to kill him. When the brother learns of this, they took him down to Caesarea, which is also Caesarea, and sent him off to Tarsus. That is a portion where I'm going to preach, but today is our first of the series What If? What if the church becomes as it should be? And we want to look at not the superhero of the Bible, but people that are in the background that did great work. And today we're going to look at Barnabas. Barnabas, a son of encouragement. And the impact and the power of an encouraging leader. The impact and power of an encouraging person in the church. We're going to look at that. And how can you be such a powerful person in the church, outside the church, at home, at work, wherever you are. That's what we are going to do. So Barnabas, the power of an encouraging leader, a study in the book of Acts. So this whole month, we're going to study the book of Acts. How many of you actually read Acts chapter 9 last week? Yes, I see a few hands. I am encouraged. You can encourage me more by reading. How about that, right? We can do it together. So before we go into the sermon, let me just briefly give to you what the overview of what you're going to expect today. Right? So first is encouragement. The word in Greek is paraklesis. It means calling to one's side, one's aid. You're calling somebody to your side, calling Someone to come alongside you. The broader meaning of encouragement is holy urging. 
It's a holy urging. I'll explain that to you. It's an exhortation. It's a joy. It's gladness, cons- consolation, and comfort. And we are going to... I will explain this to you today. I will explain this word through how Barnabas lived his life within the church, outside the church, and at the time how he built uh, the church and also helped build Paul. Right. So, I have a book of encouragement. I have a book of encouragement that were made by the kids for me. It's, uh, and I was very encouraged. Book of encouragement for Pastor Valui. Right? Now, as I was going through this, uh, I was glad in my heart. And in, in one of the pages, it says, uh, uh, Dear Pastor Valui, thank you for... See, there is a dark cross out there. Uh, the kid was going to write something else. And I said, no, you just say great. <laughs> uh, no, he was going to say great. He just misspelled it. And pray, great pastor to this church. So, all right, hallelujah. I love that kid. You know, uh, and, uh, and there was another one who said, uh, uh, you have a nice smile. Uh, don't you love those kids, right? Yes, yes. And and the other one said, uh, you are so nice. Jesus loves you. Oh, it's amazing. And then um, um, I kind of knew that I was like uh, maybe great or something. You know, I didn't know. But this guy said, I am awesome. <laughs> and uh, you are amazing. And, so, and these kids encouraged me through this book. That they made for me, right? And these kids, the, they uh, uh, they share what's in their heart. And uh, I'm thankful uh, to the parents uh, for bringing them to the church, so they can grow in faith. And they are encouraging adults already. Isn't that amazing? And so I want to give a big hand to the encourage. A big hand to the parents for raising their kids well. Yes. So first, encouragement is a spiritual gift. And it is very necessary to build a church, which is the body of Christ. Now, if you don't have the Holy Spirit of God, you may not have the gift of the... Or in fact, you will not have the gift of the encouragement. Because the gift comes first... By receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, if any of you are sitting here this morning and you want to receive the Holy Spirit, I will be more than happy to meet with you. I will be happy to meet with you after the church and we can sit down in one of the grill table and I can explain to you this wonderful person, Holy Spirit, and what He can do for you. You can come early in the morning at 9.30 at church and I can explain to you about the Holy Spirit and Jesus. I am available for you. I'm here to serve you. All right Now, so it is necessary uh, to build the church and it is a spiritual gift that we must have. Now, I want, I want to say this. This is where I, the sermon will go. An encouraging leader come alongside someone to do what? To motivate to inspire and to mentor them to carry out what? To carry out God's plans and purpose. Right? Um, 
An encouraging leader delivers God's particular message directly to someone to accomplish his work. Isn't that amazing? Right? How important encouragement is. Yes. So these are the things that we will look at. Encouragement means comfort. Encouragement means coming alongside someone. Encouragement means gladness. Encouragement means holy urging. Encouragement means consolation. And we're going to look at that. So the first one is, and, and Jose, which is also Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostle, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostle's feet. So we're going to go back and look at encouragement is comfort. What did Barnabas do in Acts chapter 4? See, Barnabas had a Hellenic parent, Hellenic Jew parents, who named him Joseph. But when he came to the disciples, they named him Barnabas, a son of encouragement, as his nickname. And his action is fitting to the name that was given by the apostle. So uh, Barnabas had a lot of land, probably had a lot of land, and he sold the portion of his land and brought the money to the feet of the apostles. Literally, actually laying down on the feet and said, look, see, it's that kind of action. Now this action had uh, gained a lot of encouragement to the body of Christ. It brought comfort of hope to the leaders and to the church. And the good work had spread in the community, in the congregation, and people heard about it. And some people, like Ananias and Sapphira, they also wanted to have the good name, so they sold the land and they told lie to the Holy Spirit because they kept a portion of the land and brought it and put it at the feet of the apostle. Now, that was not a comfort of hope. In fact, it angered God and the Holy Spirit and both Ananias and Sapphira died on the same day. Because it did not encourage the church. It did not encourage the leaders. It did not encourage God and the Spirit. It was uh, evil. It was evil design for them to gain name. They had a selfish motive. And that did not encourage. But Barnabas encouraged the church. So... When you give to God, the, we just had an offering and tithes. When you give to God, you encourage the church, the body of Christ. You encourage the leaders. You encourage the members of the church to walk and follow and live daily with the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a big part of encouragement. You build up the body of Christ through your generosity. It's not about money, but it's your generosity. When you have a generous heart, you generously give love, you generously give kindness, you generously give compassion, you generously forgive one another, you are generous in patience. It reflects in your life. So when a church is known as, this is a kind church, this is a compassionate church, this is a gentle church, this is a patient church, don't you want that kind of a church? 
Even the city, we are known for our generosity, for our kindness. What a powerful impact that is to people. And I want us to be kind. I want us to be generous. That your generosity comforts the heart of people that are, jo- that are sorrowful, that are in pain. And we can lift them up. We can encourage them through our generosity. Just as Barnabas did. You can be generous not, also, not in kind only through your words and prayer. For example, this is how you do outside the church. Okay? So I'm going to speak to the fathers because I'm a father. So I had a conversation with a father. And we were talking about, we were just sharing notes on parenting. And I mentioned to him that when my sons were growing up, when they were going to middle school and high school, there is a big shift and transition. Their moods, their attitude, everything just changed. Those little, cute, nice boys are turning into something that I don't know, right? Yes. So I didn't know what to do, and I prayed to God, and this is what helped me. And I was sharing this to him. When those moment comes to them, this stressful moment, and they don't know how to put their feelings, to emotions together, and they are just everywhere. Uh, what I have found is that I have... I've, I've embraced my kids. I've hugged them. And I, I normally pray for them. And I pray with them. You know, Daddy loves you. Mom loves you. And then I pray for peace and gentleness and the fruit of the Spirit to be evident in their life. And that has helped my boys and my daughter too, which I'm doing now. And it, they just calm down and everything's just centered and balanced. So I was just sharing this to that uh, one of the friends, one of my staff. And last week, one of my staff encouraged me so much. He was saying that one of his son had one of those moments. And he decided to go and give a big loving embrace. And he hugged him. And he said, Daddy loves you. Mommy loves you. And you know, Jesus loves you. And he started praying this loving, beautiful prayer in this loving embrace. And this tense body just became a poodle instantly. And the anxiety or whatever stress, it just melted away in the loving embrace of a father. That is encouragement. See that? That is encouragement. Encouragement means comfort. Comfort. You can do that to your friends, to your kids, to your wife, to your husband. You can do that. Encouragement builds up within. It swells up our love. It takes away our chaos. And it flees from us. I encourage you to do that. This is what we learn as we look at Barnabas. You know, uh, there is another way. For example, let me give an example. Uh, I beseech you, believers, 
Always strive to find fault in a person. Look for the worst in a person. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, do not praise others. Flee from encouragement. Speaking yourself in pain, spite, bitterness, and anger, making melancholy in your heart. Discouragement chapter 1, verse 1. Right? This is from the devil. This is the work of the devil. He wants you to look at a person and find fault in that person all the time. Look at the worst in a person. You don't praise other people at all. You're angry at people. You're bitter at people. This is not the fruit of the Spirit. This is not the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is the work and design of Satan. And we do most these things to people we love most. I do this to my wife. I do this to my kids. I have to ask forgiveness from my wife and my kids many times because I fall into this trap and temptation. It is okay to praise other people. Just try it. The world will not end. Just try praising other people. Just try praising other people. Right? So encouragement brought comfort. Brought comfort to the leaders and the church. Because the generosity brought comfort. Are we clear on that this morning? Yes? We're clear on that one? Do you think that will help you in your life? Yes. We just have to... Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you so much for listening, right? So, what we can do is let us practice that. Santa Clara First Baptist Church, can we practice that? Can we practice this this week? Okay? Please practice Telling them I love you, hug them, embrace them, and pray for them. Please practice that. And then let's have a report on the impact of that. And see, if it is otherwise, you come and tell me. Now, Pastor, it didn't work. I can guarantee you it will work. But if it didn't work, then we might have to work on your prayer life. <laughs> okay, now, can we move on to the second one? Yes. Are we all, our spiritual antennas are up? Are we all ready? Yes. Let's move on to the next one. Let me read it for you. It says here, uh, Then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. This they did also, and sent it to the elders by the hands of what? Barnabas. When they collected the fund, who did they choose? Barnabas. The money was entrusted in the hand of Barnabas. Why? Because they can trust him with money. He has sold his land and brought to the church and the apostles. And when the money is going to be sent to relief because there was an earthquake, they sent Barnabas to go and encourage them during this disaster. During this disaster. My friends, why are we doing Hope Silicon Valley? It is because we want to encourage the parents. We want to come alongside the parents and say, We are with you. We are with your son. We are with your daughter. We want to educate them. We're going to pray for them. And this is how we just want to show a little bit that we value their life. We value your parenting. We want to be with you. We want to come alongside you. That is the reason why we're doing Hope Silicon Valley. 
That people who are thirsty and need water will have a cup of water. Those who are hungry will have food, will have clothes, and will visit the sick. That's what we are doing at Hope Silicon Valley. We want to encourage you. Dear parents, if you are sitting here this morning, we want to encourage you just a little bit by giving you a backpack to your kids, by giving a free haircut to your sons and daughters. We want to say, you're doing a good job. We're coming alongside you. You're not alone in this. We will be there for you. We will pray with you. That is the reason why we're doing Hope Silicon Valley. And how can we encourage that? This is where it comes, generosity comes in here. If you want to give a backpack and you don't want to go shopping, you can come to the office and say, hey, I got $10. Can you use this to buy backpack? Can you use this to buy water bottles? Can you do, use this to buy a polished link or whatever? Your generosity encourage a parent that is sitting here. Your generosity encourage a parent with five kids or four kids who needed a haircut at the same time. It is like $50 or $100. They need it. During that time. And you come alongside and say, we're here for you. Your dollar goes a long way in encouraging somebody. It's not the amount. It's the quality of the service that you give to your neighbor. It's the quality of service, love and compassion that you give to the body of Christ within here. And I am so excited And looking forward to Hope Silicon Valley. Because our generosity will be displayed. Our encouragement will be displayed to people. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostle. And he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road. And he had spoken to him how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. They wanted to kill Saul. By the way, Saul is a Hebrew name for Paul, which is in Greek. There, is no, there are no two names. Saul did not become Paul after conversion. Paul is a Greek name. Saul is a Hebrew name. We got that right? Okay, right. So, they wanted to kill Saul. They were not giving them platform to preach. Nobody wanted him. He was a pariah. He was a disease. So don't come near. Nobody wanted. Who came alongside him? Barnabas. Encouragement means coming alongside paraclesis is coming alongside which is also the name of the holy spirit that came alongside us he came alongside not only did he come alongside he sought paul he took him where to jerusalem where to the leaders introduced him and vouched for him and said i have seen him preach and through him the power of god has been manifested and displayed through the people because the people were baffled by the power of the holy spirit that worked through paul there will not have been a paul without a barnabas we can all be a barnabas You can be a Barnabas. Don't just walk in and walk out the church every Sunday. Look for the young people. Look for people that are sitting alone. Sit with them. Find what their gifts are. What they're good at. Let the church know. Let the pastor know. Say, I met a person. He is good at this. She is good at this. Bring it. To the altar of God. So we can magnify their gifts and talents and calling. 
Look, for example, our worship pastor, Sharon Sindas. No? Come on, come on. Was she born as a worship leader? No. Who came alongside her? Pastor Rich. Pastor Rich came alongside her and said, Sharon, you can lead worship. She said, no, 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 I can't lead worship. No, that's the truth. She said, no, I can't do it. But somebody came alongside her and, oh my goodness, right? How she loves God. How she's connected to the Holy Spirit. Don't you feel it? Yes, yes, yes. Why? Because somebody came alongside her. Now, I, I, you saw my son's led worship last Sunday, right? I credit that to Sharon and my wife. Because my wife said, Sharon, my boys can be used in the kingdom of God. And Sharon said, yeah. And what did Sharon do? She didn't just say, oh, play the G major and A minor and, you know, or E minor and put an F and a G in between and it'll be okay. No, no. She came here and sat in the piano and sat down my boys and played with them. Say, this is the way, maybe this will sound better. That is coming alongside. That is encouragement, my friends. So what is encouragement? This is different from the gift of teaching. So able teaching, cleverness, wordsmith, different. Encouragement is like, teaching is, if you go out here and turn right... You will hit Lawrence Expressway and turn right and go all the way up and turn right and get into 101 North or South, whichever, right? That is the teaching. Encouragement is getting somebody and say, come, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to show you the road and I will be there until the final destination. That is encouragement. It's somebody who actually walk with you along the path. Are we clear on that? So I want you to walk with someone to find their gifts and calling in life. You can do that as a Barnabas. You don't have to be a Paul to do that. You can be a Barnabas who disappeared from Acts. The only person we hear later on is Paul. But you can be a Barnabas to mentor, to inspire, to motivate a person like Paul. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, if we have a Paul in our church, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, and you can do it. You can do it. You can create opportunity for someone to become like a Paul. I believe in you. I believe in you. All you have to do is take action. When he had found him, see? Again, he go back. And he found Paul, brought him to Antioch. It was for that whole year they assembled with the church and taught great many people. And the disciples were first called Christian in Antioch. He went and found him again, Paul. Barnabas went to Jerusalem and found John Mark. And they had a um, conflict there. Because John Mark, when he was going to Barca in Pamphylia... Now, there's a little background here. Perka, Pamphylia, as, uh, in Perga, yes. In Perga, it, the roads are bad. There are robbers and thieves. There's mosquito. Mosquito bite causes malaria. And John Mark doesn't want to go on a mission trip anymore, right? 
He was scared of the robbers and thieves. Maybe he had a mosquito bite and he had a fever, low fever. He said, I'm going back home. This did not impress Paul at all because they are in the same journey. He said, we're not going to take him anymore. Who took him? Barnabas. Barnabas took him again. See, you see the tenacity of this man. The news of this thing came to the ear of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he had come and seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them with all the purpose of the heart they should continue with the Lord. Encouragement is also consolation. It's a comfort. right? It's, and, um, we go back to, uh, it is gladness. I talk about that encouragement is gladness. And you see here, See, when the Holy Spirit of the Lord came to the Gentiles and the news reached Jerusalem, and they're seeing wonderful things are being done in the Gentile church, and the leaders and the church in Jerusalem wanted to know whether this was legit. So who did they send? Barnabas, again, to verify the work of the Holy Spirit. And when he went there and he saw the work of God, what happened to him? He was glad. He was glad. But the Jews were not glad. They were envious. They were jealous. And they were angry that many people had come to God. This can happen at the church. For example, at Santa Clara, let's say, Pastor, why do we need to serve outside this country? Why can't we just take care of our own here? Why do we need to do local ministry? Why do we have to support missionaries? And all the good reports that say, no, we shouldn't have done that. We should just concentrate ourselves. I got news for you. We are part of the universal church. The church is a universal church. Everybody of Christ in the world is actually one body. What happens here, what happens in Africa, in India, in Latin America, happens in the church of Christ. And we should rejoice and be glad that the Holy Spirit is doing work in Africa, in India, in South America. Even if we may not see good fruit here in Santa Clara First Baptist Church, that doesn't mean God is not working in this church. It is working through us in many places. Because the church of Christ is a universal church. Come on. Right? So we shouldn't have this not praise others, discouraging thing, and look at ourselves. I want to talk about fear later on. Like, not today. We can't have because how you know the uh, how the brains are shaped, prefrontal and amygdala and all this. We'll talk about when you have fear, you only focus yourself. The creativity creativity part is gone. You're not functioning your brain. So when you fear, when you have spiritual fear, you only look at yourself, your spiritual creativity and outreaching. Those things are not there. We want to do it here at the church. So, the Sunday school that we have started in India in April, the most that they had was 120 kids at one time. 120 kids Sunday school since we started in April. What is the average? 80 to 100 kids are coming every Sunday to that Sunday school that we started in April. Amen? Yeah. then we need to rejoice in that. We need to be glad that the Spirit of God is doing the work. For He was a good man full of the Spirit of faith and faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. That was Barnabas. Then it pleased the apostle and elders in the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, who was 
also named Barsabbas and Silas, leading among the brethren. I want to read more for you. When the congregation had broken up, and many of the Jews and divine proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. Do you notice here the yellow thing that I have put there, right? You will find that from Acts chapter 15 onwards. When the name is mentioned between Paul and Barnabas, it is Paul now. Before that, it will be Barnabas and Paul. Barnabas and Paul. After Acts chapter 15, Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas. This Barnabas had the humility to step back and enjoy the work of the Spirit of God that is done through Paul. He was not envious. He was not jealous. He just stepped back quietly. He was consoled in his spirit to see the consoling work of the Holy Spirit. That is encouragement. Because many times in church, we come to some people and say, oh, how about we let Somebody do what you are doing in difficult time. I'm going to leave the church. Never coming back to church again, Pastor. Right? How about we let somebody, do, if you do this, I'm not giving you tithes and offering anymore. Right? And you withhold your tithes and offering for a year to show your displeasure to this poor pastor because he let somebody do the work of God. When we do that, there is no encouragement in the spirit. There is no encouragement in the body of Christ. But when you notice somebody, encourage them to fulfill the work of God. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. And I'm going to ask the people that are going to serve in the communion to please come forward. And now is the time to write down the names in your paper. I'm going to give you like 60 seconds to do that. Please write down the names. Uh, if you didn't write down, if you didn't write down, and you can put it back before we pick up. There are different tables there, right? Everyone has put their names in here, right? Okay. <clears throat> So you're going to come forward and you will be served the bread and the cup. And when you have taken the cup, drop the cup here, empty cup. Pick up one of the names. Right? And take it home. Don't lose it. So I pick up the name. I'm going to pray for a month for Kimberly, Matt, and Joshua for the whole month. This is my name that I've picked up. Okay? So please don't forget that. Are we clear on that? This is going to bring revival, resuscitation, resurrection to our church. Such power you will experience it. Such peace you will experience because somebody is praying for you. And on the night that our Lord Jesus is going to be betrayed, He took the bread and He broke it. And he said, this is my body. 
broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you can. We are remembering that. Then he took the cup and he said, "This is a new covenant. This is my blood. This is for the remission of your sin. You do this and remember my death, and you do this as often as you can. Remember, as you sit here today, please know that Christ has forgiven your sins. His blood is sufficient for you. Be courageous. Be encouraged. Hold your head high as you walk out here. Sin has no hold in you. Sin has no power in you. You've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, right? Hallelujah, Amen. And uh, we're going to pray for. Uh, I'm going to ask Jim to pray for the bread, and I'm going to ask Joel to 